One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Bradley Wiggins Show, my Eurosport. It's me, Graham's not here again, um, so I'm running the ship. And I've got Brian Smith with me, former national champion and ex-team manager for MTN Quebec at the Tour de France in 2015. Today's stage, won by Sam Bennett, and here's how Rob Hatch called it. 500 metres to go now, and on the left-hand side you can see Obstetter up in front of Andre Greipel, who wants to have a go today. 420 metres to go as Kasper Pedersen now hits the front. Just to the right-hand side of him, now ready to go with Sam Bennett. Mikael Merko now is the man who's going to do the leading out. Behind you can see Caleb Ewan as well. There is Sagan in the green, and it's Bennett who launches him now. 180 to go, looking for his first tour win, but around him is coming Caleb Ewan. Bennett holds it, Bennett has it, and Sam Bennett is a tour Bennett on the line. It's a green jersey and a stage win for Sam Bennett. It's been a long, long wait, but finally the Irishman has it, and that was pure timing to perfection. So that was Rob Hatch calling amazing win for Sam Bennett, Brian. Uh, Ireland's first, is it? We just spoke to Sean. Forty-two years since his first. Yeah, it was a long time ago, and we actually go to the place tomorrow, Portway, uh, where he Sean right. won his uh, first uh, stage win, yeah. and you know, I was it's, it's it's an amazing, you know, I've never been there, I've never even ridden a Tour de France, but you could see the emotion afterwards, and I have followed Sam throughout his career and my association and friendship with with, with Sean Kelly, and just see his progression, seeing him winning the Vuelta, seeing him winning the the Giro, to win here, I just think he was he was trying a little bit too much, um, and he got it today. Purely, Morco, his lead-out man, was phenomenal today. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing to see. Yeah, and he's... Um, actually, you know Sean pretty well. We both do. Um, it struck me just how beautiful it is watching how much pleasure Sean takes in watching Sam do that. And, you know, it, it's it's actually lovely to watch. Of a man of Sean's stature, to take such pride in watching his countrymen. Even when he was crying at the end there, Sam, I saw what it meant to Sean. It really touched him. Sean keeps his his feelings to himself it's it's very difficult to show his feelings he's, he's been like that throughout his life it did, uh, just a, a different era but I've spent a lot of time with him running cycling you know just you know having a few drinks with him and things like that and slowly but surely you can see it opening up I know he's jumping for joy inside but but he wants Sam he, you know I asked him are, are you phoning Sam he, he just wants Sam to find his way to listen to his team and he doesn't want to be an interference but and I know he sent a message to to Sam uh, after the stage, and that'll mean the world to Sam because yeah. I know what Sam thinks. A shot, we all, I, you know, it's hard not to, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. to to get that that stage win, phenomenal for for Ireland. Uh, it was it was a tough stage as well, wasn't it, for a sprint stage? But um, it was a real mix. Everyone had interest today, didn't they? The sprinter teams, the GC teams, uh, Yumbo in the yellow jersey. They didn't respect the etiquette, as it were, in the Tour de France by taking up the riding as the yellow jersey team. It's They seem to sort of think you know, balls to that. My view of it, they didn't want to be on the front because the element of surprise from behind and teams could have caught them on the jump, but they nearly got caught out a few times by the roundabouts and things going the wrong way and stuff. So it's a, it's a dangerous tactic to play, but I, I, did you see it that way that they were... I think I said it in commentary, Brad, that it, it, you do take high risks, but... 
nowadays um, it's very difficult to to ride on the front these days because everybody wants to ride on the front so so you're battling with three or four other mm. teams you can see that all day today when you're battling for road space you you, you can take you know a, a sit back a little bit and save yeah, some of your riders because when it opens up into the crosswinds you want numbers at the end and yeah. at the end they still had some numbers Jumbo Visma and that's that's all they care about having numbers towards the end because if they'd have sat at the front I reckon they would have been down to maybe two riders looking after Roglic at the end and, yeah, and they didn't yeah. they didn't know that and you got to remember as well that in the last 20 kilometres everybody knew and we're hearing the, 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 the team staff coming through about the, the wind direction in the last 20 kilometres so you had to sit back a little bit and save your powder because there's a couple of riders that could have been distanced we saw Carapaz crash yeah. but then he got back yeah I thought Luke Rowe was brilliant today as well you know, he was that's that's where Luke Rowe shines, doesn't he? He kept Bernard. Bernard has ridden a fantastic race from that point of view, hasn't he? He hasn't missed a beat in terms of being at the front and stuff. Which Carapaz seems to keep getting caught out, doesn't he? Well, there's a few riders um, getting caught out. Even um, Adam Yates was a little bit too far yeah. back, and at one stage, De Moulin was at the back of the group and things. So these stages, I know I've not ridden a tour, but I've ridden races like this. You know how nervous yeah. it is. You know how. Uh, one time you're at the front, all of a sudden there's a surge around about around the corner and then you're at the back and it's constant moving, moving, moving the stress. It's not just the pedalling the, the, your legs and things like that. After a stage like this, you do feel it in your shoulders and, and your back because you're holding on to the bars, you're nervous, your mm. shoulders are up and things like that. It's, it's hard. Uh, Sam back in green, 21-point lead. Um, Sagan, was he third today on the stage? Yeah, he was third um, today. He looked a bit better, actually. What did you make of that intermediate sprint with Sagan? Well, I, mean, what, I quite know what was going on there. I don't think either Sam or um, Sagan wanted to go full gas. The only one that went full gas was Trentin because yeah. he knows that's an opportunity to gain a lot of points. He's not quite there at the finishes. Sagan is getting stronger. Mm, um, definitely, yeah. He looked better, but yeah. it, it, beca- it's, it looks as if it's becoming three riders. Although um, Kokar crashed, got back up, attacked just in the last kilometre before yeah. the sprint, got some points. He's thinking about it, but it does look as if it's a two-horse race, but you never know. A crash from either of them, and it, it just opens up mm. the gap. I wanted to ask you, um, as an ex-Tour de France team manager, of course you had one of the most successful stories in the Tour de France there when Steve Cummins won on Mandela Day. Just hypothetically, you know, we, we've become so accustomed the last eight or nine years watching Team Sky Ineos really dominate and that famous Sky train. Last year was the first time there were question marks about that train and it not operating as it was. This year it's almost been non-existent, hasn't it? Um, and how do they tackle this second half of the tour now when they've been so institutionalised over many, many years to ride in a certain way? How would you instruct them to race now this second half of the race if you were in charge? Well, just turn it back a little bit. A few years we had nine riders, now we've got eight. Yeah. So you have to be very selective about who you bring. I think if they had Geraint Thomas here, it would be a probably different story. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Right? But w- the way they've set up, they've set up more with a, a climbing team more than anything. Even Van Bau, he climbed well in the last week. He was, you know, one of the revelations mm. in, in last week in, in the tour last year. But they've only got kind of Luke Rowe, the big kind of strong rider. Everybody's kind of set up for the mountains. Yeah. They don't have the firepower over these kind of rolling or kind of flatter stages. So I think that they're lacking uh, power there. But I think they have to be happy that um, Bernal was sitting in second place uh, at 21 seconds because she, and they know that Jumbo Visma will try to control things all the way to Paris. 
What Bernal has to do now, he has to tuck in. And the reason why you've got Carapaz, them wanting to keep Carapaz there as long, because he's got a card to play. If he goes in the mountains and puts um, Roglic in, in the back foot, because what they want to do is s- split that Jumbo uh, Visa control up. They want to isolate um, Roglic. We saw it the other day. They were marking each other out on mm. a climb wherever Ineos went, Yumbo uh, Visma went. So they want to isolate Roglic for Bernal to take his, his opportunity. Yeah. And he has to take his opportunity because this time trial, you would favour uh, Roglic to be able yeah, to do that. Yeah. But for the moment, Brad, you have to look at, tactically, they're not as dominant, but they haven't got the firepower. They'll be happy where uh, Bernal is at the moment, only 21 seconds down, and they'll take that right into the, the final week. Then it's when Bernal is unleashed uh, and it will be in the big high mountains. And how much impact will the lack of Geraint Thomas being there for Bernal this year? Because having Geraint Thomas by your side as a previous tour winner is the most reassuring thing you're going to get in this tour. And Bernal's not going to have that this year. He's got to play that leader when Carapaz and those guys are getting dropped. And, and, and it's a different dynamic for Bernal this year that he's one he's never faced. You mentioned, I think, before in one of your, your podcasts, um, Bernal uh, is, is, doesn't seem to be a leader, uh, very vocal. He's, he's still learning. Okay. He leads with his legs, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. You, we're, we're talking about last year's Tour de France winner, right? He, he's respected. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you need that, that strong decision making, you need that experience. And, and that's where I think I said beforehand, Geraint Thomas will be a big loss, but then again, you know, Geraint has got an opportunity to to try and win the Giro d'Italia. Yeah, Dave Brailsford has made some a, a bold decision here yeah. in not bringing uh, Geraint Thomas here, and it may come up and, and bite him in the backside, and and I think it will. I think Geraint Thomas is a huge asset to to not be here, and I think Bernal will miss him. Bernal is going to have to have a a couple of stages, the ride of his life to get rid of Roglic because I think Roglic, I know that Contador said the other day that he kind of wrote him off a little bit. Mm. Um, I think Roglic has learned he doesn't have to make big efforts every day. It's about saving, saving, saving. He knows that Bernal is going to go and if he matches him in the big mountains, then with the buffer he's got and plus the time trial coming up, um, I think he'll go the well way because one thing that Roglic doesn't have to do, he doesn't have to do like he's done in the Dauphine and, and these other races. Yeah. He doesn't have to ride away from them. He doesn't mm. have to do that. Yeah, well, we'll see you, won't we? And um, thanks for joining us today, Brian. And uh, we look forward to tomorrow. Should be another sprint day. Thank you again for listening to the Bradley Wiggins Show and we'll see you tomorrow. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.